0: trivia podcast edition i'm your host michael typ i'm your host again finally uh and with me we have a friend from radio for nintendo greg
1: hello hello radio fans how are we all doing
0: is this the, your first time on on the show yes, or have is. i had here before uh
1: oh, no this awesome. is my first time on the show I'll be glad to get on i'm a long long time listener since episode one so this will be very uh, very enjoyable experience i think
0: Excellent. And uh, I haven't hosted for a little while because if uh, you missed our last few episodes, I've uh, I've been playing dumb. And uh, I did pretty well with Johnny's, but I, I faltered some with, with Steven's selections because his... we're more on the driving sim yes, uh, side I of things. I didn't and, fare too well I'm...
1: with the uh, the driving ones myself, but uh, the yeah. other three I was okay with.
0: Yeah, I should have gotten Jet Force Gemini, but I didn't. so yeah. Oops, I gave away one of the games if you haven't listened to You should be listening to these in order, right? Yes. Um, (laughs) That doesn't really matter that much. Um, Yeah, the last one was actually an N64 special, so if you you, want to listen to a lot of N64 music, check out episode 27. But uh, this is not episode 27, this is episode 28, and I chose all the games this time, and Greg doesn't know what I've chosen at all, so uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. And you've been listening for a while, so you have a lot of practice. Yeah. Let's see how you do.
1: No, all of it good.
0: We'll see. Here comes the first game. Give it away, but do you have any idea what it is?
1: Mm, That was very pleasantly soothing, but not terribly revealing for me, I'm afraid.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, I chose one that was a little more obscure, I think, so maybe, maybe the second song will help. Okay. Well, I have a question to help you out, Mm. but I don't know if it'll help you, because I I wrote this one in a hurry, and (laughs) it's not all that useful. Uh, What is the name of the mechanical boss that has the moves Mallet Attack, Spinning Mallet, and Lunar Boost Level 1? That was the
1: third song. I I certainly can't pin it down specifically, but I would have to lean towards perhaps a Squaresoft Super NES RPG.
0: Alright, well then uh, take a guess as to which one it is.
1: I don't think it's Chrono Trigger, so possibly Secret of Mana, just a stab. Bam! You got it! Oh yeah, yes.
0: That's deduction, man. We've already used Chrono Trigger, which you may have sort of recalled. Um, Yes, you got it out of deduction. Uh, it is Secret of Mana, which is a slightly crude Square game, but it's still a lot of fun. Certainly yeah. better than a lot of the other uh, in the series.
1: Um, mm, I, I did play had... a, bit, a bit of Secret of Mana. Um, I didn't play very many of the, the Square Soft games on the Super NES, sadly, um, because as an import gamer at the time it was very expensive mm. so my tastes yeah. were kind of narrow by sort of necessity in many ways but I did get to right. play Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana to an extent I enjoyed them both although i probably Chrono Trigger offer a bit more
0: Well I think Chrono Trigger is a much more polished game than Secret of Mana uh, Secret of Mana is fun because you, you can do co-op and it's real time uh, so you can have up to three people playing which is really neat i I've mm. never played it with three people um, I'd love to play it with three people you need a multi-tap yeah um, if you have it on the regular you know maybe you can get away if you have an emulator without a multi-tap <laughs> but uh, <laughs> otherwise uh, you need a- you need a multi-tap and um, it would be really neat if they brought it out on virtual console if they Yes, obviously Square
1: hasn't been terribly forthcoming with their uh, properties to the virtual console, but I don't know. I mean, Secret Mana doesn't seem like necessarily one of these games that they'd be looking to remake for the DS at a premium price, so perhaps it does. I
0: agree, they've they've been making new ones, but I don't don't think they would remake a. uh... Although they did remake um, Sword of Mana, or sorry, Final Fantasy Adventure, which was the first in the series. Yes, Um, it was,
1: wasn't it? So
0: they did remake that for the GBA, so. I don't know. We'll see. The problem is, if they feel there's any chance, they won't do it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. They
0: certainly haven't done with Chrono Trigger yet. That would be the top of my list of the ones that they should be remaking.
1: No, I uh, thought that would be. Uh, no, yeah, well,
0: they're happy remaking like Final Fantasy IV after they just made it, remade it for the GBA again. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, that was quite. That was a record turnaround, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> it? really was
0: impressive. Very impressive, Square. <laughs> so, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Secret of Mana, like I said, it's a, it's a it's a general dungeon crawler. Uh, you have a variety of spells, and you can equip different weapons, and um, most of the characters are pretty much the same, if I remember correctly, because you can you can all alternate what weapon you use. But there are three characters, and even if you're playing alone, you can choose which character you're controlling. Although, as usual, the sword, the guy that basically uses the sword most of the time, uh, is usually the, the best player, mm. or best character to, to use. Um, I think there were some bugs in the game, too, but Maybe I'm thinking of uh, the third one, which was Japan
1: only. No, my, my memories of Secret of Mana are much more dim than Chrono Trigger, even though I played them at quite a similar time. It just, I guess, it just wasn't as memorable.
0: Yeah, good music. It just doesn't oh, sure, stick yeah. out as much. I mean, there's certainly been enough remixes of Secret of Mana. But, um... Well, it's a fun game. I wouldn't say it's my favorite RPG or anything, but mm. uh, I'd probably recommend it if it were to come to Virtual Console. Especially if you want to do the multiplayer thing, because there, there aren't that many... Especially Japanese-style uh, RPG-ish games like this, that are adventure games that are that are multiplayer. So mm, that, that, and, uh, I think like the GBA game and everything—they they didn't even try to do multiplayer properly.
1: Yeah, well, it would have been a I suppose. I mean, DS is more viable, isn't it, uh, in that regard? It's true.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's Secret of Mana. Uh, so, cross another off the list of Square. RPGs that we can use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I I, uh, I wanted to say something before this this next game is that uh, because we've been doing so many specials, we haven't been using reader requests or, sorry, listener requests. Hmm. And so uh, I actually decided to use two listener requests this week. So games two and three are both requested by, by uh, listeners, so please submit your suggestions because I've just used two more of them from the bin.
2: Hmm.
1: ideas? Um, I think I've got a format with that one, possibly, but nothing beyond that just yet. I
0: have not played this game.
1: It's quite impressive for the format, I'd say, assuming I'm actually correct about that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's for the PC Engine, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. So, uh, oh, that's right. We got a question here.
1: Yes, I need the help. This
0: one was this was provided by the nameless individual who requested the game.
1: Okay.
0: What cheap exploit is effective against the bosses of stages two, four, six, and seven? Hmm. Got it?
1: No, I don't think. I think I'm far too much in the dark for any amount of attempts at deduction to save me this time. Um, yeah. For my weak attempt, I think I'm thinking it's for the the original Game Boy, the Game Boy Color. Uh, no,
0: it's
1: the NES. Oh, it's, it's the NES. Oh, right. yeah, it's
0: the NES. It's a uh, Blaster Master. Ah. Uh, which is a, a game that actually came out recently in in a kind of email discussion. Apparently, there was a change from. Uh, the uh, English to Japanese version, or Japanese to English version, or whatever. Mm. Maybe it was the other way around. Anyway, the Japanese version was was harder in that you're required to do this absurd. Uh, I guess you can lock onto platforms with your tank, and uh, and in this level you had to fall down and lock onto this pla- really small platform to, to break your fall.
1: Mm. Yeah. Or else I you die. Read about this. Yeah. going
0: Yeah. So uh, the basic concept of Blaster Master, I think, is you go around this vehicle. and You can hop out and do little things, but most of the time, I think you're in your vehicle. Um, I wish I'd played some of this probably even before choosing it, but uh, it was a request. It's been sitting around for a while. And uh, I wanted to say that although I haven't played the game, I read the book based off the game. They're, you know how they had, like, uh, like, Nintendo Power whatever uh, books. I actually read the book from It's probably lying around somewhere in, my, in the library, actually. <laughs> Um, I Probably should have tried to hunt for that too before, so I could read an excerpt from it or something. But all I remember is is the ki- the kid that it's the main character is like basically chasing his pet toad or something that, and uh, he winds up falling down into this cavern or something, and, and then he's stuck in the world of Blaster Master.
1: Right. I don't know. I
0: have no idea how closely ba- it's based on the stub of a story that truly came with the game. Yeah. But
1: certain uh, <laughs> artistic license I, taken, I assume. <laughs> I,
0: but I I read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, so uh, people seem to like Blaster right? So if it comes out in virtual console, I'll probably check it out.
1: Is it developed now? No,
0: I want to say Konami is probably a slightly more obscure
1: looking at right. right now. I mean, it could be, I think mean, Konami obviously were pretty up on the NES sound capabilities and sort of the FP like, yeah. music and stuff, it certainly could be. It could well uh, be like
0: that. No, it was, it, was, it was Sunsoft. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sunsoft, which I consider in the same kind of category in terms of sound quality. Mm. So, Okay, it was Sunsoft. Well, I wasn't expecting that. So, uh, Blaster Master, the uh, the uh, cheap exploit you can use on many of the bosses is uh, apparently a uh, pause trick, where if you throw a grenade, and then while the, the boss is flashing due to damage, you pause it, apparently it still accumulates damage even though it's paused. Wow, so, uh, you can continue order, taking sorry. damage. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Bug <laughs> testing, guys. Come on.
1: <laughs> There's definitely some uh, rushing that one out of the door, I feel.
0: Ah, so, uh... I don't know what to say, but uh, I guess that works, and the game is hard, so... Uh, I guess uh, the nameless individual didn't provide a name, so nameless individual says that they use that trick a lot because the game is hard. I don't know. I'll let the listeners be the judge of whether that, that is a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> but that was Blaster Master. I wish I had more to say. Someone's probably yelling at, at the computer right now saying, You don't know anything about Blaster Master. It's an awesome game. How <laughs> well, come you aren't press. talking about it? it I should have been on this podcast. <laughs> so, I know at least a few people on staff have played this game. So,
1: yeah, so If, if they'd like
0: too. to uh, discuss the game and talk back, they can do so. Well, spoiler it out, please. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so game three is also picked by a listener. This one is uh one of our regulars, Retro Man. second song here, which uh, I guess is more of the same.
1: say for uh, you know, a very 8-bit sounding sort of uh, audio
0: yes it is and uh, here, here's the question which games were omitted from the English version of this game or the English version of this release is, is perhaps how um. it should be phrased and now for something completely different
1: Confused you there, now, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. I must confess, that did throw me for a complete loop uh, at first, <laughs> after the first two songs. But the hint question and some of the lyrics of that song, I've, uh, I think I'm going to have a guess at this a little stab in the dark. Um, uh-huh. Is this one of the GameCube Sonic collections? Which
0: one is your guess?
1: Uh, Okay, I I forget what they call it Sonic Gems Collection
0: There we go, yes, this is Sonic Gems Collection Yes,
1: there you Uh, go, total skill
0: Yeah, um, uh, yeah, Retro had asked me to use Vector Man songs Because uh, I guess he likes the music from Vector Man But I think Vector Man is completely trash um, Rubbish, as you would put it Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, I chose uh, my favorite uh, game Gear game, um, one of the few Sonic games on the Game Gear that actually feels like a Sonic game. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two songs were from Sonic Triple Trouble, also known as Sonic and Tails 2. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's nice because it has the spin dash, and, and it has some clever level designs, and, and actually pretty good music. Um, so, uh, the first two songs from Sonic Triple Trouble, which was one of the few games I owned for the Game Gear. Mm-hmm.
2: I remember
0: loving to play that one. I mean, you can play Sonic or Tails, and you can even fly his Tails. So, that was pretty neat. And, um, the third song was, of course, from Sonic R. The, much mm,
1: derided Sonic R, as I recall.
0: <laughs> well, R doesn't stand for really good, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, interestingly, uh, the versions, at least on the GameCube version of, of Sonic Gems Collection, are... No, there are three main games. One's Sonic CD, one Sonic R, and one is Sonic the Fighters, which is oh, the arcade game.
1: Oh, good lord. I, yeah. I think that's terribly cynical to put Sonic CD in with those, don't you?
0: Um, I don't know. This is a mediocre game of, of mediocre sub-games. Um, they, I like Sonic CD. It's not a great Sonic game, but it's certainly passable. Um, yeah. The other two are not.
1: Yeah, so you're here. I mean, I have virtually very little experience with Sonic, actually. I've played the original one for the Mega Drive, um, as it is over here, obviously. Um, It's a very slow PAL version, which kind of you know, negates a well, lot of what's good Sonic. About Sonic 1 was kind of slow in general. It was, it was. Yeah, I, well, about... I, I imagine it was quite slow. So, but, you know, that's the thing, is I never got, like, when I was a child, I didn't really get the whole thing about, oh, Sonic's so much faster than Mario. Cause I was playing Mario on NTSC machines and Sonic <laughs> on PAL, and it really didn't seem like he was any faster. Oh uh, boy! <laughs> and I, did, I didn't return to the series from there, but I can remember having my interest somewhat peaked in the Gems collection because of some of the good things I'd heard about Sonic 3D. Um, but I never pulled the trigger on it in the end.
0: Yeah, I, I would not suggest Sonic 3D as being like one of your. It's liked a lot because it's under. It's not known very much. Well, you mm-hmm.
1: know. Well, is it some of it? Do you think some of it's sort of? Um, Regard or you know, the renown that it has is, is because of its uh, relative quality to the absolute tap that was on the Mega CD or the Sega CD. Sure, absolutely, and that's part of it. I've seen some of the, the videos of stuff that was on that uh, format, and it, it's just abysmal. I just can't understand how anybody thought any of that rubbish was a good idea.
0: Well, it was a bad idea. It's add-on. It was a CD add-on to the to the Mega Drive or Genesis, mm. and. Um, I mean, it's still using the Genesis processor for the most part, yeah. so it's still fairly limited. Um, and it's an add-on, so, you know, it's the equivalent of the 64DD, you know. So, <laughs> well, I think it did a little better than the 64DD, I imagine probably. it
1: did, in terms um, of the, just the number of games. But yeah. it seemed like so many of them didn't really take the route of Sonic CD, which well, I mean.
3: To- because I mean, you know, Sonic,
1: Sonic CD was kind of essentially a you know, very similar game to the Sonic games uh, on the Mega Drive itself, the Genesis itself, but just mm-hmm. you know, embellishing it a bit with the CD. So the sound, obviously, was much better. Right, because yeah. the Genesis but, but... sound was pretty poor. Uh, yeah,
0: the, the gameplay was actually a little different. It had a different feel, feel, different vibe than, than the core of, uh, Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. Right. Um, but it was still good. It was still a Sonic game, and uh it was interesting because it came out between 2 and 3, I think. Right. And, um, so, yes, they gave up on the Sega on the CD that quickly.
1: <laughs> yes, so then that was it. It's kind of like how um, Ocarina of Time, or Zelda 64, as it's uh, simply known, was, you know, was going to be a 64 DD release, and then gradually, as time went on, yeah. it was more and more evident that that was not going to happen. And right. then the DD just slipped and slipped and slipped and shipped in, like, what was it, 99 or 2000, maybe, with, with, with F-Zero expansion and that's about it.
0: Oh, the 64DD. Yeah. yeah, I've been told that's like the only real good reason to own a 64DD. Yeah, it?
1: well, I mean, that yeah. does sound kind of cool, but, but <laughs> <laughs> really isn't uh, much of a reason to own such a thing. But I mean, right. most most Mega CD games they they opted for this dreadful quote-unquote full-motion video with postage stamp size you know, <laughs> in the middle of the screen, surrounded by black, that was. Scarcely interactive, <laughs> shall we say. So I think that's a lot of the reason for Sonic CD's renown, possibly. Although I haven't played it, so I we shouldn't comment. It has
0: some, uh, it has some good presentation. I mean, the music's definitely interesting, I'll, and I think there are different soundtracks for the Japanese and US releases. And
1: yes, um, there were. I understand. It.
0: Yeah. Um, well, the, the interesting thing I wanted to say was that was that um, both the games, both Sonic R and Sonic CD in Sonic Gems collection are actually based on the PC versions, not oh. even the original. Yeah, and so it's actually more or less a good thing. Um, I own Sonic CD for the PC, because I never owned a Mega Drive, let alone a, uh, a uh, Sega yeah, CD, CD system. CD,
1: yeah.
0: uh, although, tragically, it uh, uses technology that, that I think was based on like some Intel middleware or something that was completely ditched. After Windows 98, huh. and so you cannot play it even in backwards compatible mode or whatever oh. uh, in hmm. XP, and I'm sure not in Vista. Uh, so I was glad to get Gems just so I could play Sonic CD again. But, uh, but I think the the big thing about Sonic R for the PC it's, it's funny that it came out on the PC, but, yeah, but uh, it has four players, which I, I don't think that the uh, the version that came out on the Saturn supported. But Sonic R is pretty bad. I mean, I I like to call it, you know, Sonic's Trotting Adventure uh, (laughs) because it does not look like he is running fast. It does not feel like he is running fast. He's just sort of galloping along, um, and it just—it just has no sense of speed, and and it's really easy to get lost, disoriented, especially on like sharp turns. I mean, there's one, there's one of the, there's only like five tracks on on the entire game too, and uh, one of them is like a maze and it's really hard to tell which way to go, and it's just, it's, ugh, terrible, just terrible,
1: so, <laughs> yeah.
0: and the music's okay, I mean, the lyrics are a little cheesy,
1: yeah, I, is that like I, a precursor I, I, to what they did in the later Sonic games, in terms of, like, you know, hardcore huh. cheesy lyrics, and whatnot, and whatnot,
0: well, there's a, there's, Sonic has a checkered musical history, uh, <laughs> even, even today. Ever since they decided... Ever, every time they use vocals, things go wrong. Um, yeah. And they're using vocals more and more. Now, they're... I mean, I like some of the vocal songs in, in like, Sonic 2, Sonic 1, Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Adventure 1. Yeah, sure. but it, it's But got, it's gotten worse. I'm like, i keep me away from it. <laughs> it's gotten worse. You know, before... Maybe good songs, maybe the lyrics are a little cheesy. If you don't pay attention to that, it's a good song. No.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, not anymore. Now they have uh, Shadow... Uh, saying die robotnik
1: and should <laughs> point be <Sure>. point. <laughs> existential crisis as <laughs> every put it. So it, it yeah. I thought the, the, the Sonic Rush, the first one had a decent soundtrack, I thought that's quite good. For the kind of game
0: that it is. Uh is that for the DS?
1: Yeah the first DS game. I'm playing
0: so I I tend to disagree. I, I felt that they were better on the Game Boy Advance.
1: And I didn't, once they started I didn't using vocal samples
0: it you know, uh, once they started using vocal samples I thought that it got distracting.
1: And, mm, uh, it is kind of a little obtrusive, but uh, yeah. I, I just I, I thought it was, like, suitable somehow in a weird Oh, way.
0: sure. It wasn't bad. I could tolerate it, certainly. Uh, it just wasn't the kind of music. I was looking for my 2D Sonic game, so... <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I don't have that rich heritage with the series for it to trod over or whatever. <laughs> well,
0: neither do the young players that are playing Sonic games these days and buying, no, buying crappy
1: games. Yeah.
0: So they can get away with it. Uh, so there were there were some other games like I mentioned earlier with with the Game Gear that uh, Sonic Gems has, and um, it also had a few other games like Vector Man One and Two. Uh, the Japanese version had more games in it though. It had the Streets of Rage series one, two, and three, mm. as well as yeah, as well as Bonanza Brothers, which I'm not familiar with. No,
1: but, I don't um, So
0: I, you know, all of these Sonic games that came out on the GameCube with like the collections and and Sonic Adventure DX. Uh, it, they, they seem to change what they include for every region, and I have no idea why that is. Maybe yeah. they're trying to calculate and say, well, maybe we could sell those separately in some other region. I, I don't know. It seems like a, a really weird move. Um, and I forget what they excluded from Sonic Mega Collection, but it was I think it may have been Streets of Rage as well. Because um, they just had like Vector Man 1 and 2, which apparently... I mean, I didn't like. I, I don't remember what they had instead in the Japanese version, but they did did it with both games. I'd like to know why. I don't think I'll ever really know why.
1: Hmm. I, don't, I don't know whether they may have done anything differently for Europe, considering Sonic and you know, sort of the Master System and the Game Gear. I think were much appreciably more popular over here than they were else uh, in North America, probably. I don't know. I,
0: I think they just wound up, wound up getting the same the same set of songs or of me the same games that we got in our collections
1: that's that's quite possible because there usually isn't that much tailoring you know even like the other, when you get to like Super Paper Mario which gets delayed for as long as it does the English of the five languages on the disc is actually still with American spellings so Durr. <laughs> all, the, all those months didn't yield just the adding of a few U's here and there you know <laughs> why
0: would they bother you can mm. still understand
1: it yeah exactly that's enough for...
0: what is the center I I I don't know this word. <laughs> <laughs> Color, car. What is that?
1: <laughs> exactly. But they're teaching children to miss Bell. They're going to get you know, reprimanded by teachers. This is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo oh, well. failed to protect my children. Well, they should have a warning screen saying, "Warning: spellings <laughs> may be using American spellings." <laughs> <laughs> Could have at least added that in all those months, couldn't they? But yeah, I've managed to. Sure, just it
0: add it to, it to the health and hazards warning.
1: Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's a good place to start.
0: <laughs> anyway, that was a Sonic Gems Collection uh, and our ragging on various aspects of it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do like Sonic Triple Trouble. Uh, I don't know if I'd buy the collection just for Sonic Triple Trouble for the Game Gear, but Sonic CD and Sonic Triple Trouble are the are two reasons to own this game. All right, let's uh, let's go on to the fourth game, which uh, no one is going to get.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: Yes, that's the first song.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, Yeah, it's a lot to work with there.
0: I already regret choosing this game. Thank Here's the question: The publisher of this game was eventually absorbed into what other publisher? So, uh, here comes game three, uh, song three from from this mystery terrible game. <laughs>
1: I've got absolutely nothing on this All this 8-bit stuff is killing me My NES sort of crapped out on me Within two <laughs> years And that was it for the 8-bit era <laughs> Well,
0: I don't think you would have played this game anyway yeah, uh, This, is, this yeah. is a game from my childhood That holds a special place in my heart Even though I know it's a really bad game uh, it is Jaws for the NES, as in based wow. off the movie. All
1: right. Uh, sounds the... like kind of serene for Jaws, doesn't? It? <laughs> that. Well,
0: uh, yeah. There's some other songs that that are probably a little less pleasant, but um, I didn't want to really give that away. Yeah. Um, sure. but yeah. Apparently, it's based on the fourth movie. I, I have no idea. Well, um, you're going Lord out and Lord. trying. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jaws: The Revenge. <laughs> that is one of the worst things I've ever seen.
0: Was that the one where they're going after Jaws to kill him?
1: It's like... (laughs) It's it's this absurd thing where, like, the shark, um, on some sort of vendetta, follows Roy Scheider's wife to the Bahamas (laughs) to kill her and his family after Roy Scheider has died an untimely death of some sort um, that's spuriously blamed on the shark because he had a heart attack. Absolutely bizarre.
0: (laughs) Well, supposedly it's based on the fourth movie... (laughs) But yeah. I, I mean, there isn't much to the plot, so I w- you won't really be able to tell. Um, yeah, so I mean, you're bas- basically, thing. you're going after Jaws. You're you're trying to hunt them down. I mean, <laughs> and uh, you go back and forth between two ports, and uh, you cl- you. I mean, it's kind of like has the random encounter from an RPG going on, where okay. where you're you're stealing around, and then you have a battle area where you're basically shooting fish manta rays and jellyfish and yeah, some, the, sometimes small sharks
1: all of Joe's um, minions that he has <laughs> in his Machiavellian yes.
2: <laughs>
1: right.
0: so, so you go there and and they for some reason drop conch shells from t- time to time which is your currency I, I don't know why these ports use conch shells as currency but that's another story <laughs> and you <laughs> and so you go from port to port using your conch shells to buy it by a level up. They don't even bother with real upgrades. It just makes you more powerful. So okay. your guns are more powerful, okay? And uh, eventually you can you can if you see jaws in the water, you know, with this fin up while you're sailing around, you can you can go after him and you know, go in for the kill and stuff. Um, I, I don't remember how you get to the bonus round, but um there's a bonus round which is probably the best part of this game where you're flying by an overhead uh, with an airplane and dropping bombs on on jellyfish as they kind of go by the screen. Like <laughs> Um, uh, it's like a static screen, and your, your plane flies overhead, and you drop bombs, and the jellyfish go kind of the other direction, uh, and do little patterns. And so, it's sort of a little a little bit like a uh, like an aerial shooting game or something. And it's actually kind of a little kind of fun. And the reason why I chose this game now, I was thinking about it, is because uh, in Smash Brothers Brawl, there's uh, this coin launcher which you use to to get the um, trophies.
1: I, don't, yeah. I know you don't have the game. You probably I aware don't have of this. the game, but I am thankfully familiar with the mode. Thanks, to the
0: dojo. Right, and so um, for some reason that mode reminds me a lot of this mini game from Jaws, and it's probably just <laughs> aesthetic in nature—the fact that it's a static screen and you're shooting things as they go across, like so many yeah. other games. But but it's one of these games that was early in my childhood, so I thought about it, and even the music kind of has a kind of similar style to it. It's kind of a relaxing, you know. Kind of upbeat, but well, not super upbeat song. Mm. So so uh, that's why I chose this game, even though it's not very good. As for the question, the answer to what, what the publisher was, LJN, uh, publishers of Jaws, was acclaim, which also went under... <laughs> Yeah. After a period of time, so <laughs> shows how good actually, they were at acquisitions.
1: That's actually jogged my memory. I think I remember seeing adverts for this game in um, in European publications with the LJN logo. Actually, it's it a kind of trippy It's just I remember thinking, God, who is that? LJN. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think they had a rainbow as is their as their logo. Yes,
1: though? that's right. Yeah, no, it definitely is. That's a definite memory there. That's my experience of the game anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, now Claim is under, so I guess Claim owns the rights to Jaws, if so mm. I guess we'll never see uh, Jaws for the NES on Virtual Console, which is, which is an utter shame. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's one of the greats. I mean, far better than uh, Ninja Turtles 1. Uh, actually, that, <laughs> oh, yeah. might
1: <laughs> yeah, that might be true. Yeah, might be. I, I, despite being a huge turtles fan, I, uh, as a child, I never played that game. Probably for the best. It might have broke the in half yeah. or something. The,
0: the second one that's based on the arcade game is pretty good.
1: So yeah, uh, yeah, and then yeah. The, the fourth one for the Super NES is regarded quite favourably, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, turtles in mm-hmm. time.
0: Yep. I think that was also an arcade game. So yes, yes, certainly. So that's Jaws. I should have sung
1: that at the beginning. Sorry. Yeah, save like this all uh, the, the curiosity.
0: <laughs> so remember, if you're swimming around, kill your hench, kill all the henchmen around you, and collect their shells. <laughs>
1: shan't say any more on uh, what my thoughts are on this game, lest I give anything away. Let's leave it at that, shall we? (laughs) All right.
0: itching to tell us all what this game is but instead <laughs> instead I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, go on. All right. Which item from this game summons an elemental?
1: I guess I should uh, now reveal the uh, identity of this game, as it's become customary <laughs> on the uh, on Radio Free Nintendo, uh, which everyone should listen to, of course. And it is of course the beloved Lords of Thunder.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that started, but it's
0: <laughs> 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 sorry, I um, got a little carried away there. <laughs>
2: Yes, like I, I,
0: I felt I felt I was uh, out of the loop there So I had to establish that I too love Lords of Thunder <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Quite a game, quite a game uh, indeed
0: uh, To be absolutely honest with you I, I wanted to download it, I had downloaded it I chose the game, actually I found some songs online I found the songs online hmm. And I'm like, yeah this is pretty good, I want to buy the game So I bought the game, downloaded it today and, um, by the way, it took me, like, six or seven seconds to download
1: it. Really? You seem
0: to remember someone else right yeah, forever uh, about that. Yeah,
1: now. it was John John Linderman. I really, I, I also mentioned at the time I didn't have any particular difficulties with it um, over here. But, uh, I don't know, maybe there's some strange things going on with the
0: servers. Well, I mean, I downloaded it on a Saturday evening. It probably wasn't high-stress stress load on the server or something. So, I mean, it certainly is taking me longer to download, like, SNES titles than I did download Lords of Thunder. Mm. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I'm is curious because it is a pretty big uh, package. It instance, is. It, I it's
0: call. bigger than any of the N64 games I have.
1: Really? So, oh, well,
0: cool. actually, I don't know if I checked Sin's, Sin of Punishment. Yeah, Sin of Punishment is
1: pretty big. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's certainly bigger than Mario Kart and uh, F0X. Wow.
1: Um,
0: and those are sizable ones. I mean, those are like, whatever, 200 blocks. This one's, Lords of Thunder is like 360 blocks or something. <laughs> I don't remember. It, so that's a lot. Anyway, so I downloaded the game, and uh, I'm listening to the sound soundtrack. Like, this is good, but it's different from the soundtrack I'd heard. Um, it's the same songs, but the instrumentation's a little different at times.
1: Well, there, and, is, uh, um, there is actually um, a Sega CD version. Uh, yes, I was game.
0: wondering if I had a had a dump of the uh, or the Red Book from the Sega CD version.
1: Yes, that could be possible because I do, I have heard that there is some difference in the instrumentation between the two versions. Yeah, yeah uh, so
0: possible Sega CD version is a little richer in my opinion but not necessarily better I don't well know.
1: one I just... thing that uh, became clear to me uh, for, from just listening to the play back there was, was just like how much of it you don't hear because of those gems that you're collecting during gameplay <laughs> um, it really does a fantastic job of obscuring the music uh, on a pretty uh, constant basis during the gameplay so um, that was kind of nice. Really have actually, that's why I
0: have the the music test. You know, yes, can... about, yeah,
1: indeed. But you yeah, know, it's supposed to it's supposed to bring that sort of you know, help the intensity of the experience during the uh, during the gameplay. And yet, yeah, you know, from <laughs> <laughs> collecting all those gems, I just thought that was so obnoxious um, in a CD game. You know, I was quite surprised.
0: I was I wasn't distracted by it when I was playing it. Um, I haven't played much of it. Like I said, I just downloaded it six hours ago for recording this. <laughs> and and then subsequently to hearing that I had a different it, 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 had a different soundtrack, I said, "Well, I better rip the songs from the Wii." So I did. I attached my Wii to my my computer and recorded. So what, you're, what you heard here was actually the Turbo Graphics slash Wii rendition of uh, "Rulers sure. of Thunder," <laughs> but, which is um, which is the authentic version that we're going to play on on this because it's supposed to be the Nintendo version of it yes yeah, uh, damn that's good music
1: <laughs> yeah it's very uh, I just find it very endearing the whole thing you know it's just uh, and obviously it's one of these things where I'm sure they were like, you know, well, you kind of where you take advantage of what you've got with the CD, you know, you need to make it pay somehow. Sure. It's kind of, it kind of puts me in mind of things like Castlevania 4 for the Super NES in terms of uh, how they mo- use Mode 7, for Right, instance. it's obligatory you know, it's use of, kind of
0: the like, uh, special effects.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have it, so you kind of have to use it. You know, it was, it, there was a lot of that with the, with the Super NES in the early days, especially with Mode 7. You know, it always had to be something, even something like. Actraiser which have been playing recently where just, just where you sort of zoom into the world map before you enter an action stage they felt the need to incorporate it there was kind of essential and obviously uh, in this case it's a bit more, uh, a bit less shoehorned in it is just taking advantage of the audio uh, improvements that you get because obviously the, the Turbo Graphics has got pretty meagre um, sound capabilities from what I've heard of other games. Uh, relative to the CD, and, and uh, it makes good use of them. I think it's very appropriate for the sort of tone of the game. Well, it is once, it Is once again this sort of curious combination of sort of um, you know, sort of swords and sorcery or old, you know, sort of uh, ancient setting, but with this uh, with screaming metal to it, which is something that Castlevania <laughs> it kind works. of works. Yeah, Castlevania ventured into that territory, has ventured into that territory, uh, has, has into that territory sort of for over the years. Um, certainly, with things like Symphony of Night, there's, there's quite a few sections in that where it just goes into full kind of uh, full metal mode. Well,
0: I, I think there is a, a weird. I mean, this is the only place I've heard uh, with mythology type stuff paired with with heavy rock. I don't mm. know how you would describe the music, but I mean, um, I think that there is a subculture there uh, that, that does pair the two together. Um, yeah. So I think it works, and uh, certainly uh, lives up to today's standards in terms of the soundtrack. I mean, uh, you're not going to find a better uh, rock-style soundtrack than that in terms of, you know, there's no other game that can do it better than that. No, it was pretty, in 93.
1: I think it's well know? executed um, in that sense, yeah. but certainly. and. Like I said, I just, I, I really... I don't know, game music is very important to me in in my sort of enjoyment it of it, uh, of the game itself. I mean, I will certainly, you know, as we do here, I'll listen to game music outside of a game, but in the context of the game itself, it does matter a great deal. I mean, anybody that's played Castlevania 4, for instance, I mean, it, it's such a big part of what's so sort of um, engaging about that game. It's, right, and I think
0: that... um I mean, I hear people say, oh, I, don't, I can't recognize music from, from portable games because I always play with the sound turned off. And to me, that's like inconceivable. I'll do it <laughs> if I really have to, but games are just so much less fun without, without an audio track and sound effects backing it up.
1: Well, with portable and, games, for me, it's very much um, sort of... Uh, sometimes I will, sometimes I won't, depending on the game. Um, hmm. you know, it's okay, like, I've played quite a lot of Professor Layton recently with the sound off, but then I have played okay. with the sound All right. off. So it's, it's kind of... Sure. Uh, but with something that's more traditional, like obviously, like for instance, a through Castlevania game, we we're playing Dawn of Sorrow or anything like that. Right, it, right it, exactly. That would be utterly inconceivable to like that. Yeah.
0: Bust out the headphones, man!
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd oh, I <laughs> plug love, it into your I home love, theater system. <laughs> 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 I, love, like, I, lo- I love playing. I love. I love playing handheld games and um, with, with, with sort of the clement music and the headphones and all that. And it can be quite atmospheric. I remember. Um, Metroid Fusion, I remember, being quite, yeah. quite atmospheric for I me. Mean, even though the headphone jack on the original Game Boy Advance was quite scratchy and bad, yeah, uh, as I recall. Yeah. I mean, the, I had the micro, and that has a wonderful headphone jack on it. <laughs> it's a very obscure <laughs> thing um, to praise it for in many ways, but it's it probably, I would say, especially to the base output, it's the best headphone jack on the Nintendo handheld I've come across. I think it's really satisfying, out. For, for the GBA, I,
0: I, I rely on my Game Boy player.
1: Um, oh, right, yeah, I've got one of so, those, so um, I play that a So yeah, time. I
0: was I was playing Zero Mission a couple of months ago, and, and had the music blaring up. My parents actually at one point were like, like, hey, turn down the music. We're trying to sleep here. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I've kind of um I've managed to because I have one of those um those retro ports to plug in the Wii, um that you can put your SNES controller. In in so you can play virtual console games yeah. sort of, as you would have yeah, done. Yeah, 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 but of yeah, course yeah. the thing is you can also plug that into the GameCube and play GB Player games with it. So I can kind of enjoy um, things like you know the Zero Mission, like as if I was playing Super Metroid with the same pad. Yeah. And so that's really cool. But yeah, I, I do enjoy just sort of uh, you know, the Zero Mission is another handheld game which has fantastic music. In my opinion, I mean, I know um, Johnny in his review at the time, which was generally very, very glowing of, of the game, obviously, it's, it's but a Metroid uh, wasn't game. it? Well, yeah, well, he said it was the best Metroid game, which is high praise indeed. Um, it's pretty at the good. Time. But uh, I, I, it was one of these games for me that I think really unfolded over time in subsequent playthroughs. The first time I was kind of like, oh, no, it was very good, but it was, it was a wee bit insubstantial, I would say. You know, it didn't, it didn't feel as meaty as some games. But then, when I played through it again, it just on uh, hard and things like that. It just it's just a joy to play through.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the gameplay is so fast and fluid, and it it, just, it you know in playing Super Metroid is actually a bit plodding by comparison. Um, you know, really, know, it's, sort of, it's it's not know. as it's it's not as smooth as a, there's something there's a blistering pace to to Zero Mission that I really like when it just makes it more palatable when you're playing through. Um, on multiple occasions because you just feel like you're getting everywhere a lot quicker. it's a lot more kind of um satisfying in that way so I just so I feel like there's uh, over...
0: a little bit less filler in the level design is, is kind of what I'm hearing from
1: yeah there's this there's, there's some... I mean I always liked the way that Super Metroid eventually kind of connected everything back up. You right. know, it, it, they they managed to kind of rationalise the retraversal as much as possible. I feel in Super Metroid, in, in such a big place, with various little shortcuts that you could find and things like that, and that mm-hmm. was that was good. And, and and Zero Mission, I feel, does a similarly good job. And it maybe it's a little more compact in some ways.
0: Right, I don't know. I've never the, found all the secrets in Zero Mission. I gave up after. Zero a while. Mission
1: has some incredibly diabolical secret things oh, okay. like we're chaining shine sparks and absolutely insane Yeah, I, uh, I gave stuff up and it, <laughs> it, it's, uh, I I actually cracked it eventually and I discovered uh, this week that my uh, cart has erased its memory uh... <laughs> I was very bitterly disappointed by that, the wonderful little ending arts of Samus and you know just the That's pride terrible. of 100% ruined yeah that that was that was depressing. A Lord of Thunder would never care about such
0: things, <laughs> which is what we're supposed to be talking about, of course. So, yeah, uh, Lords sure. of Thunder. Um, actually, I like the game from what little I've played of it. Um, it seems to be more approachable than a lot of the shoot 'em ups, you know, aerial shoot 'em ups that yeah. that I've played over the years. I'm not very good at those games, so I appreciate the Mega Man style uh, ability to, to choose your level. And, yeah, um, yeah, I, I
1: like that too
0: and, and I, don't, I, mean, I don't know, the presentation it, it's it's still a side-schooling shooter, but the levels are interesting and there's a lot of changes in the background and things like that.
1: Yeah, it almost little, feels like a platformer. There's, some,
0: I mean, it's,
1: there's something of a journey going on there, in terms of through the visuals, you know. A lot of space spaceships, it, there's not much of a journey there, it's more just the waves of enemies is right. what you're going through. Whereas, you know, you do get some environmental things and you go through some different bits where it sort of speeds up and slows down and yeah, it's, it's pretty satisfying in that one. And of course, because you don't have the one-hit kill, yes. you've got an energy bar and you can kind of slash stuff that's closer to you and all that. It's not that rigorously orthodox uh, side-scroller that we've already seen many iterations yeah. of on the Virtual Console, not least from Hudson's output. Um, and that, to me, makes it a, pretty, a, a, a highly recommendable Virtual Console purchase because, like I said, you can dip in and see. Different parts of the game without having to play through all of it, you know, yeah. uh, uh, in one sort of string of continues or anything. Like, and and just just enjoy. And like you said, because it's more approachable, you can just enjoy it a bit more. So it's a bit more inviting than, than some of them. I mean, I enjoy hard games. Don't get me wrong. But every now and again, you, you do want to play things a, a, a little more casually. Yeah,
0: this is definitely more casual, which is better for me. Like I said, you mentioned earlier the the slashing mechanic and. That was just one way, which I feel is, feels a little bit like Sin and Punishment. Um, mm, I don't yes. know if you've played Sin and Punishment, but but it uh, also yes, has I this uh, slash when you're up close, and, yeah. and so and it, and it too has a kind of a you know you can take quite a few hits before you die. It's a very difficult game but yeah. you, know, you, you can adjust the difficulty level so
1: that it, it's very approachable. No, so, it, 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 there, there is that similarity there. I mean, the biggest difference uh, with the Sin and Punishment has in terms of the deflecting, uh, sorry, the slashing, is that it also deflects, doesn't it? It's right. It's like, you know, you sort of slash, swat missiles back, and which is kind of a bit like Bangayo, I suppose, which I haven't played. Yeah. Uh, which well, is another treasure game.
0: sending punishments like playing two games in one. You're, 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 yeah, yeah, you're jumping, you're aiming, and you're moving. And no, I, I know, really that, like that. That aspect that. is not Lords of Thunder. But, no,
1: uh, no, uh, so. I really do like that um, that sort of description of it because that is very much what it, what it's like. And and, and I do feel that, that that element of it would be much more manageable with the Wii Remote uh, Nunchuck setup. Because you know, the sec that one facet of it, which is steering the cursor around, is so much more cumbersome when you are doing it with an analog stick. Whereas I think people would wrap their heads around it more easily if it was just sort of point and shoot. Yeah. And that part of the game, therefore, was was pretty simple. You know, but then of course the the game overall wouldn't be simple because you're still dodging and everything else with the nunchuck. Right. So I just think that the potential there is really rich, and I can only I know Treasure are working on a, a Wii game supposedly. Um, uh, and but we don't know what it is yet. And I can only hope that even if it's not literally Sin and Punishment 2, that it's like a spiritual successor in the similar way that um, Ikaruga was to Radiant Silver Gun. Sure.
0: Sure. I mean, that, that's, they never going to do a sequel out, oh, correct? Because all their games are very similar. I mean, their good games are uh, in that span of, of casual to hardcore uh, shoot 'em up or brawler or something like that. Mm. You know, like. like yeah. uh, my favorite treasure game, or maybe it's because my first, the first treasure game that I enjoyed was Astro Boy for the Game Boy Advance, and it yeah, had some so slowdown, good. but it's a really good game. It has that nice balance of, of you know, making sure that every level has something interesting in it. Um, it's fun to replay because because you go back to the levels and there are new things to discover, and there are yeah. more difficult settings. And, I mean, there's a lot to that game. It's in a punishment similar in that if you go back and play it on a harder setting, there there are more enemies. I mean, yeah, and it, more bosses so, and, uh, and so, a few things. And yeah. Things. So I think that's where Treasure shines when they're trying to do something like Wario World, ugh. Yeah, War- Warrior
1: World. Yeah, yeah. Warrior World. I kind of enjoy. It. I played Wario World. I actually did enjoy it um, a-, a fair bit. But you know, it's not. and It's kind of a. I don't necessarily think that it's a good vehicle for Warrior. Yes. Because if you're expecting something along the lines of the, the Game Boy Color games or the, exactly. the, the Game Boy Advance game you're not going to get it and the other thing is just that obviously it's not a particularly ambitious game um, by any means in terms of what it tries to achieve yeah. uh, with it's gameplay so, and and the other thing is that it's um, oh, it, the continue system is kind of broken mm-hmm. so like it's, so you can pretty much just pay to continue from anywhere yeah. which would mean that you could just completely flail your way through the game with no skill whatsoever oh, well, that's, which is that's totally
0: I, what I did on one of the bosses
1: well, what I did is actually refused to continue ever. I just said, "Well, this is rubbish. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna." <laughs> you know, the game to me seemed like it was designed without continuing in mind, and someone came along later and said, "You have to put this in," and then they put it in, and it was just r- ridiculous. It was just silly. So I just said, "No, I will not continue," and I disciplined myself, and it was much more enjoyable for it, I'm sure. But it's by no means a, a triumph, but from Treasure.
0: Once again, we got off topic. Um, yeah, so what is the What is the item it. that uh, summons an elemental in, in Lords of Thunder yeah,
1: sadly I have no idea what the answer to this is despite the fact I've played the game fair because I just remember the items by their little icons right. rather than what summons an elemental or what does this that I know some of them raise your defense or your life right. or all that but I don't remember well, the names
0: according to the shop it's a bomb which summons an em- elemental
1: uh, right. which
0: doesn't really make sense I guess
1: it's a little curious mixing of the sort of you know <laughs> metaphors or something yeah. there, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I guess
0: in terms of like what it does, it's kind of like a bomb. But if we're in the summons and elemental realm, yeah, should you be using yeah. a bomb? <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know how often you make a sort of a sort of offering to some deity to come and do something. And you offer it an explosive. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the most obvious thing.
0: Well, I guess the convention would be for that to be a bomb or bomb-like item in the in in that yeah, sort of a sure, game. So, so again. It, uh, yeah. Lords of Thunder, you can get it at your local virtual console store which, meaning uh, <laughs> the Wii shop and uh, as you can tell we love it a lot, even the, even if we do go off the tangents talking about Metroid or Sin and Punishment um, yes, but, uh,
1: which are even dearer to my heart at least <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Lords of Thunder on Wii, it's only 800 points so certainly uh, better a purchase than a lot of the N64 games out there in my opinion um, hmm or Genesis purchases, for that matter.
1: Yeah, I think the Genesis is the real. Yeah, that's particularly bad. I think for value-wise, don't the Japanese get them for six hundred, which is like equivalent to the um, the PC Engine over there? Yeah,
0: I-, I guess the to save face. They don't want. They want to say that SNES and game that Genesis yeah. and Genesis were equal, so they have to give yeah, them both they- the well,
1: same it price. In it-, it tanked in Japan, didn't it? Relatively, I mean, in Europe, it was a big success. Right.
0: And- Right in the U.S., there's a mentality that oh, they're equal. You know, they were they were on even footing, yes, yeah. which really isn't true. As virtual consoles making very apparent, <laughs> very apparent. Um, but that's why you owned an SNES, and not a Genesis. How about that?
1: Yep.
0: Anyway, uh, we should probably wrap things up here. Uh, any final thoughts yep. on on any of the games here?
1: Well, I managed to get lucky with a couple of them. Although I did play Secret Mana, so that wasn't lucky. But <laughs> and and then the Sonic Gems thing is just that you know I've I heard um, stuff from Sonic R before. I kind of uh, put two and two together on that. Uh-huh. But um, and obviously Lords of Thunder. Well, what what is there to say about that? What a wonderful thing! And and finally, I'd just like to thank you for having me on. I'm a long time fan of the show. So this was a nice experience. You do uh, excellent work, sir. Thank you. And I hope you keep it up over the weeks ahead.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me. I hope to have you again. And uh, yeah. if, if you like Greg and his, and his crazy accent, uh, you can hear him on Radio <laughs> on Free screen. Nintendo, our other podcast. So, check it out. Yes, yeah,
1: so I'm glad we're finally getting into rigorous cross-promotion. It really should have happened earlier.
0: <laughs> well, uh, we're making up for lost time, even though Johnny's on both shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Alright, well, bye guys. Secret of Mana is copyright 1993 Square. Blaster Master is copyright 1988 Sunsoft. Sonic Gems Collection is copyright 1991-2005 Sega. DOS is copyright 1987 LJ and Toys Universal City Studios. Lord of Thunder is copyright 1993 Hudson Soft R.E.D.